Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today, we've got Maya Roffler. She is uh, with the Canna One Conference. Maya, thanks for being with us on The Talking Hedge. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. Happy to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what Canna One is all about and how people can participate. Yeah, so obviously I'm with Canna One. Um, my name is Maya. I'm the Executive Director of Innovation, which includes a lot of responsibilities and is a really exciting role. Uh, just to give you a little bit of background, Canna One held a lot of live events in the past, and obviously with all the events that have been going on and with COVID, we have pivoted like so many other companies and we've gone virtual. And we hold B2B conferences to support everyone in the hemp, CBD, and of course, cannabis space. So we actually have uh, nine virtual events coming up as we pivoted. Our first event coming up is coming up really, really fast, September 29th and 30th. It's our Canna Cosmo event. It's a health and beauty expo, obviously all virtual. We're really, really excited about this event because it's a little bit different than anything else we've seen. I think all our attendees will be really excited about it too. Our exhibitors are really excited. It's really focused heavily on CBD and hemp though because the health and beauty space focus really heavily on CBD and hemp. We will have some cannabis exhibitors too, but it's a little bit different and we're excited to, to have our exhibitors there and our attendees. We do have some other shows coming up as well. Uh, so we have kind of sub brands under our big umbrella, Canna One, or Canna One's our parent brand. And we decided to set ourselves apart in the industry by creating these like niches underneath. So we've got our Canna Cosmo to support our health and beauty. Then we've got our Canna Grow, which will be coming up in October. And we've got two shows underneath that. So we've got cultivation, which is basically from seed to, to harvest, right? All the way through and learning how to grow that way. Then we've also got operations because that's a whole different ball game when you're talking about cannabis, hemp or CBD. And then we've got our CannaVest, which is all for investors, whether you're a beginner or you're an expert. And we have two divisions for that too. We have domestic and then we also have Europe because it's two completely different markets there as well. We also have, this will be going into 2021 and these are all virtual, hopefully one day live again. But we also have healthcare for cannabis because that's a whole different market too. We have food and beverage. And personally, that's, that's big for me. My husband is a chef and so I'm very passionate about that. He's cooked with cannabis in his life and I think it's really cool. And that's a whole different thing as well. We have a Women Grow uh, show too because Fun fact, um, there are more women executives in the cannabis industry, which I'm sure you know very well, than just regular corporate America, which is huge. So we wanna support that. So we have our own show for that too. And I'm probably missing some of them, but those are our main, our main shows and our main kind of subdivisions underneath our parent brand, Canna One, which we're really proud of. That's a lot going on. So breaking <laughs> breaking that down. So Canna One, this this event coming up is going to be focusing on kind of beauty and cosmetics. Is that a decent description? Yeah. So I think when people hear Canna Cosmo, I I when we came up with the name, I thought about like the 
um, magazine, Cosmopolitan right away. And like, you know, that kind of brand. And I think that's kind of what we were going for um, when you think of beauty, but it's not just that. So it's anything that would fall under health and beauty. So, you know, we have some brands that are coming with, you know, lotions or products that will help with, you know, ailments or topicals or anything like that. So we've got quite a few different brands, but we also have people coming that will help you white label or produce or things like that. So anything that would fall under this, this entire umbrella, you'll be there as an exhibitor, or we'd love for you to be there if you're still interested in attending. Um, and then attendees that are coming, you could already have a brand and might want some insight on how to you know, push your brand out further or some knowledge, or you might be interested in starting a brand. So as far as what Canna Cosmo is about, it is, yes, it's health and beauty, but there could be different types of people there as far as an exhibitor. They might not just be selling a product, which that's the exciting part too. You can actually purchase product on our e-commerce platform there, which is really cool. Um, or you could be coming there to get information and learn from our keynotes and our speakers. Awesome. So if people wanted to get more information, how would they either attend the conference or learn more about it? Because I've got clients that have CBD bandages and they work really, really well. And I know that having been in this month's Reader's Digest, they had a thing about um, CBD in there. And I've been contacted by a lot of folks about what transdermal patches, what CBD do you use? So people are looking at it as a, maybe a gateway to um, fixing ailments that big pharma can't. So this is a perfect opportunity, I think, for all of these folks to kind of congregate and find out more information. And so where would they go to, to attend and or get more info? You are absolutely correct. This is the perfect place for that example for them to go. So they can come to our website. They can come to canna1.com. And just for listening to your amazing podcast, they can actually get free tickets to come to our show. So they can actually go to canna1.com backslash free tickets and they can get a free ticket to our show. And I know that you'll also be promoting that um, as well. And that's a thank you for having us on the show. And they can attend and find out all about health and beauty in the CBD and hemp and a little bit in the cannabis space as well. But there, to your point, will be a heavy focus on CBD. And we'll have those links in the, in the show notes to get to some free tickets. We'll throw that out on uh, social media as well. And so um, diving in, what are some of the topics? You're going to have some people, I, I assume you're going to have a virtual floor so I can check out some booths and maybe interact with some um, emojis or, or a, a virtual person. And then how else does that work? How, how does this virtual conference, really? Yeah. how is it really virtual? Yeah, I get this question all the time. So when people are interested in attending, and then of course, especially our exhibitors, when they're, you know, so excited about coming to these shows, but they're like, I've never even been to a virtual event. As we are learning to cope with, you know, COVID and this new normal, they're trying to put this together because we've all been to a conference, we've all been to an expo. So what does this look like? So we've tried to keep this like an expo. So it gives that same feel when you log into your computer and, and you go to the event. So this is what you can expect when you come to the event. So it's two days. It's the 29th and 30th of September. So when you register, you'll get a link and you log in. So that morning of the 29th, we actually have at uh, 9 a.m., 
a CBD yoga class in the morning to kick off mm. the day. We have an amazing yoga instructor who will start the day off with some really cool yoga moves, also incorporating CBD, um, giving you some really amazing information about CBD, how you can use it with yoga, and then just information about CBD that you might not know. So it's educational. So that kicks off the day for the first hour. And it's really interactive too, which is really important to us here at Canna One, because if any of you have been to some of these virtual events, not all of them are really interactive. So that's the first hour. Then from 10 to six, the show floor opens just like a regular expo. So when you go into our show floor, it looks just like an expo. You've got the exhibit halls that you can enter. You've got our e-commerce platform that I was mentioning earlier. And you also have our sessions. So our sessions are where our speakers will be speaking all throughout the day. We have our keynotes in there as well, which we'll be announcing in the next week or two. And we're really excited about that too. So you can choose what sessions you go to. Then throughout the day, you can enter our exhibit hall. And it's just like you would have in a normal expo or conference where it's like a line of exhibitors and you can visit each booth and you can interact. Someone from that particular company will be manning the booth. You can chat with them. You can watch their video. You can interact with them. You can also get their information. A lot of them will have um, complimentary information, takeaways, things like that. And then also ways to chat with them afterwards or book a call with them or whatever their service or product is, you'll be able to speak with them after the show as well. Um, and then the e-commerce platform, you can jump in there if you love a product and you know that you can purchase it or you know that you want to purchase it, feel free to pop over there and you can make your purchase right at the show. Then at the conclusion of the show, um, each day at 6 p.m., we are having a happy hour and we have a live DJ and you'll be able to interact with the attendees from the show and the exhibitors and you get to dance and hang out and have fun and bring your cocktail or mocktail. Can you explain or maybe give some advice on how people can network? <clears throat> so some people are, are introverts. Some people use cannabis for, for whatever reason. Yeah. Can you maybe give some examples or, or help people out that are maybe introverted who want to participate but don't know how to network online? It's hard enough being in person and walking up to somebody and saying, hello, I need yeah. help or, or what do you do? But how do you do it online to not be extra awkward? Yeah, I think that's an awesome question. So myself being an extrovert, I like in-person events. So this has been a really <laughs> difficult switch for me personally, but I have heard kind of mixed reviews to your point um, for introverts. Like some of them really enjoy this because they feel comfortable going up and using the chat function. They feel okay using that. So that would be one piece of advice. Don't, you know, just use the chat function, warm up to that. Um, when you're in the happy hour, feel comfortable going up to different tables. So what's really cool about the happy hour is there's different spots you can go to and you can jump from table to table or group to group and you can hear the conversations that are going on. So you can kind of feel out whether you're comfortable with that conversation. So to me, I think you'll feel more comfortable in that kind of situation when you're an introvert. If something sparks your interest, I think you're more likely to jump on the chat. And what's great too for introverts is if you don't want to turn your camera on, you don't have to turn your camera on. So you can feel more comfortable just 
you know, using the chat function versus using the video function. So and to clarify, the chat function is, is typing, right? So chat function, typing. you're typing and it's video, typing. you're talking. Exactly. So I think this is quite friendly for introverts. And, you know, to your point, I, I know that cannabis is used for so many different things. And personally, it's near and dear to my heart because I, I use it for health things as well. So um, I think this is such a friendly platform for all different personalities because you don't have to turn your camera on. You can use the typing chat function. And there's so many different ways. There's a massive chat networking room too. So you can jump one-on-one. -on -one. The cool thing too, is you can look through all the attendees. And if there's particular people you want to network with, you can be private that way too, as an introvert and pick those individuals out. If you know there's certain companies you wanna go and network with, go that route. As and you can an, as search those individuals out or businesses based on what they do. Like if you need finance, for example, you can search them out that way. You can look through the companies and you'll, you'll be able to see what they do. Yeah. And, and the individuals, when they fill out their profiles, you'll be able to see. So if you were looking on our platform, you would see Maya Canna one executive director of innovation. So then you would know, okay, cool. I'm also a director of innovation. Like I want to network with her. So that would be my, my couple of recommendations and tips for somebody who might not want to pop on camera. might just want to send a little direct message to someone instead. So every year we do a crystal ball prediction and, and nobody actually predicted that COVID was going to happen. And in fact, David Tran of previously of Dope Magazine and um, now he's with uh, Fairchild Events had said that his crystal ball prediction for 2020 was more events. And I, I didn't think he really anticipated <laughs> that they'd be virtual. Yeah. So I'm not going to hold you to the accuracy of crystal ball predictions, but I'm wondering, will virtual reality increase exponentially as a result of COVID? In other words, we are in virtual, but it's not really virtual reality until I put an Oculus on and I can almost walk around seamlessly. That's a true virtual reality. So when will we get there? What will that look like? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think that's the question on so many people's minds. Um, because in my opinion, we're not going to be really true virtual. It's not going to substitute in-person events until we can really remove all of those nuances that separate us. And I think that an Oculus or the real virtual reality, the augmented reality is, is an opportunity that's um, not available yet because of the hardware requirements and financial constraints. You are absolutely hitting the nail on the head. So my background is in events. I've been in the event space for a very, very long time, <laughs> pretty much my entire adult career. And when this all happened and my you know, companies have had to pivot that I work with, uh, virtual reality, uh, there were several platforms that I personally looked at and they're quite impressive, but there are a lot of glitches to your point, a lot of glitches, a lot of challenges um, to get that full like feeling of being immersed in, you know, being in a, a conference or in an expo or feeling like you're truly there. Um, and it's, it's quite expensive versus just a, a platform where you can really just get what you need done, the information across, and everyone can, can, you know, do it from the comfort of their home. And, you know, you're not actually putting on VR glasses and all of that. So 
what I predict happening is, yes, I do think that we're going to continue to see the increase of virtual events happening. I don't know that we're going to get to a point where like the true VR is going to be the norm and every company is going to go to VR and that's what's going to happen. I don't think that makes sense. Um, it doesn't make sense for every company. Some companies are truly innovative. I think they're going to move to that. That's what makes sense for them. But a company like us, it doesn't make sense for us to have virtual reality and people moving around like that. We want to get the information to our people. We want our people to build relationships and do business together and have fun together. And, you know, we're the cannabis community and CBD and hemp. And so it really depends on what people are wanting to accomplish at their event. And I think virtual reality is kind of its own ball game. But to answer your question, I do think we're going to continue to see the increase in virtual events well, just in general, depending in all platforms that you're going to pick the platform that works for you. And there's so many out there. You just have to find out what works for you, for your company, for your line of business and how your people interact, how your demographic interacts. But when things return to quote unquote normal, this has impacted us so much that I don't think there will ever be a time that there won't be some kind of virtual component with a live event ever again. I do see live events coming back again. I'm saying I'm like <laughs> prayer to the gods right now as, as I'm saying that, but um, we foresee that happening. We do. Um, we're planning for that. Um, you know, we're planning, planning for the, for the best and, you know, also planning for the worst because, you know, that's what you have to do right now, as we all know. But um, we, we always plan on having some kind of virtual component because we know that's the future. And that's how I feel about it too. Yeah, MJ BizCon, one of the larger ones in, in the world, mm -hmm. I guess, um, is doing a virtual component. I find it interesting that they're still going to do an in-person. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll see how many dozens of people show up when it's normally like 30,000. I'm, I'm guessing it's I find be... that interesting too. Yeah, yeah, me too. So they are adding a virtual component. Um, and so you have all of these shows. Canacon, uh, I'm going to transition pivot a little bit to, to your other shows you have moving down the road with uh, one that sounded similar to um, the Indo Expo, which is a dirt show. And that was a, a derogatory term that we used several years ago when uh, picks and shovels were the only thing at these conferences. We called it a dirt show <laughs> or, or a shit show uh, when it really didn't um, appeal to everyone. And yeah. yet the industry is so early on that we don't have segmented conferences yet. And it sounds like you're kind of getting there where we need to have these segments. Like you don't just go to a, a home show um, or maybe you do <laughs> where everything is, is for your home. Mm -hmm. You kind of go to, to segmented individual shows. So this mm -hmm. Indo Expo dirt show equivalent you have is going to be great for those producers out there. A lot of growers for hemp and cannabis. Um, yeah. So there's that one. You've got a few other ones. The uh, investment one, there's a lot of interest right now because of capital constraints. A lot of pitch fests are going on, like the investor hot seat, or I've got a segment on this podcast, uh, pitch deck reviews. And so very similar to, um, I guess, maybe this uh, Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference that's, that's happening, uh, I think this month or next month. Tell me a little bit about the, the investor conference as people in the industry are looking for financing and investors looking for a, a place to put their money where it's not going to crash and burn like it has in uh, the stock market and, and other areas. 
Yeah, so we have decided to do two uh, virtual shows for CannaVest um, in hopes that one day they will be live, of course. <laughs> um, the first one coming up is more of a domestic you know, focus. That one will be in November. And then we will have our European one that will be next year in 2021, both virtual for now. Um, so the focus for CannaVest is for investors. So it will be for someone like um, you know, that has never invested ever and knows nothing and just is super interested in cannabis and where it's going and, and just says, oh my gosh, like I would love to get involved in this. And then someone who is super knowledgeable, maybe our keynote, maybe has invested, you know, a lot or is looking to invest further. I mean, we're going to have the full spectrum there. Um, we're securing our keynotes already for it. We're super excited about it. Um, but that's really a focus for us. We really want to attract attendees that, again, are, are from all different walks on that one. But we're also bringing in speakers um, that can focus on all those different levels. Very novice, but then also very advanced. We want to bring all that information in because to your point, everything is so new in this and it's so unknown. And we want to make sure that we're giving our attendees the tools and so that they can invest in, in a knowledgeable way and the right way and also create these relationships and also um, create the relationships in companies that potentially they want to invest in. So it's important to us there and it's a different type of community. And to kind of go back to what you were saying before, that's why we decided to, to set ourselves apart to create kind of these niche um, shows and kind of sub brands under Canna One so that we can bring the right communities together within this community because it's kind of already a big small community, but we wanted to bring the right people together. And it's something I tell our, um, potential attendees and exhibitors all the time, you know, a couple of the shows might be a right fit for you. One show might not just be the right fit for you, but it's important that we're attracting the right audience for our exhibitors because that's our, that's important to us. That's one of the things we pride ourselves on. Yeah. And back to the normalization of it. If you, if once banking gets involved and finance is out there and people see that it's just a business, um, I think that's one thing. And another one is, is the food aspect that you were mentioning early on. Um, I got into the industry with the Seattle Super Chronic Cafe and I've written a bill in Washington to try and overturn a felony that prevents uh, cannabis lounges or marijuana mm -hmm. cafes. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that that's the window into the soul of the community. Once you can see the consumption and once banking happens, then it's all normalized. Yeah. So I'm really excited for a lot of the events you have coming up, even the dirt show. Um, yes. <laughs> soon as we can get some chefs out there and show you how to cook and infuse CBD and THC products and normalize it. And um, I think that's going to be uh, amazing. So I'm really interested in the, the CannaVest and a lot of the other ones. But first things first, uh, Canna One, can you tell us when that is, how people can, uh, can get involved and uh, what websites there that you're going to have? Yeah, so uh, Canna One, we have Canna Cosmo coming up, Health and Beauty. Uh, this month, coming up super fast, we're a third of the way through September. So September 29th and 30th, you guys can visit CannaOne.com for tickets. But obviously listening to your amazing show, Josh, they can go to canon1.com backslash free ticket and redeem their free ticket before the show. And we can't wait to see you guys there. That's perfect. 
All right. I want to thank my guest, Maya Roffler. She's the executive director at Canna One. Do you, do you have any contact information if people have any questions to reach you directly? Absolutely. You guys can send me an email. Super easy. Maya, M-A-Y-A at CannaOne.com. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canna podcasters right here on PodConnex and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.